the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello, everyone. I'm George Roska. And I'm Mark Schneider. And we want to welcome you to today's episode 67 of Say What, where we talk about the threats to our children in the public school system, including the Biden administration's attempt to save face with parents by creating a new parent council. That's right, George. You know, we've all heard by now what happened at the end of last year with the NSBA and the Department of Justice's Merrick Garland's memo calling parents, quote, domestic terrorists, close quote. Well, it turns out that the saga continues. That's right, Mark. And here we are uh, with a brief intro and some context, uh, as you had mentioned. So last year, the National School Board Association letter to the DOJ called parents domestic terrorists. Then the Attorney General of the United States had a disastrous response um, I remember watching the hearings, uh, the Senate hearings. It was just uh, uh, disastrous. I have no other word for it. Then that re- really led to a, a separate event that happened shortly thereafter, Glenn Yonkin's win over Terry McAuliffe. What for, they called the Virginia earthquake. Yep. And everything, again, came down to parents' rights. Um, and then right after that happened, we started to see Democratic Party advisors uh, giving warnings to their own party, saying, hey, we cannot let the Republican Party become the party of parents. Yeah, which is fairly astute on their part, right? If they're smart, that's exactly what they would want to avoid. Uh, you know, if you're the, the Democratic Party, you don't want the other party being known as the party friendly to parents. That's a pretty big demographic. So one of the, the predictions that we had made way back in right, you know, right after this whole debacle happened in November um, we had predicted that, you know what, there's going to be a rise of leftist parents groups yeah. by, uh, behind which the D- Democratic Party is going to try to hide. Um, and so we talked about that in episode 56. But right now in this episode 67, we want to warn you again that now this strategy is actually coming directly from the White House. And they are trying to create this. They have created this parent council uh, as a strategy to create counter-talking points and narratives uh, that we're going to start to see developed over the course of the next uh, you know, months. And then we're going to start to see all these leftist parent groups parrot the same thing simultaneously in order to calm down the parental revolution that we've been a part of over the last four years. We have, George. Uh, and, you know, this is something that you've investigated. And frankly, I had not heard about this. Um, this is quite uh, a very interesting uh, event. And it, it's, I think it's disingenuous, George. Um, uh, the Biden administration department, I guess, launches parents' council to strengthen relationships between schools and families, according to Fox News. And there's this quote that you provided, parents are a child's first teachers, and there's no one better equipped to work with schools and educators to identify what students need to recover 
according to Education Secretary Miguel Cardona. Not the friendliest person to parents, by the way. And then he goes on, the National Parents and Families Engagement Council will serve as an important link between families, caregivers, education advocates, and their school communities. And so then the question um, you know, becomes, what in the world are they really trying to do? So another thing that the education department officials said that this organization um, representatives will, quote, reflect the diversity of the education system, including but not limited to families of students in public schools, charters, private schools and homeschool. And there's that magic word, diversity. So we're going to take a look at the list included so far in the council and determined if indeed, George, there is fair representation. And you have a list, right, of the people included so far. Yeah, they published 13 different groups. Uh, you know, ha- more than half of these I probably never heard of in the first place. Um, but what I started doing is I started researching into each one. Um, and interestingly enough, our, our friends at the Family Research Council started doing the same because yeah. they, they published uh, an article about this as well in their newsletter called The Washington Stand. So I kind of combined my research with theirs. And here's what we are coming up. Um, we're going to look at about half of these um, and we'll see. Are we truly being represented in this council Um are charters, are private schools, are homeschools truly being included? So far from what I'm seeing, it's not. And it's a bunch of left-wing groups that have um, have maybe something to do with parents because parents is in their name or have nothing to do with parents. <laughs> well, frankly, George, uh, with the exception of a couple of these, I had never heard of any of these groups before. And um, being in the Christian and conservative community, we are aware of most of the, you know, the bona fide true parent groups, right? Mm-hmm. None of those are represented in this list. Exactly. So I, I wanted to start off and try and be as fair as possible to Mr. Biden uh, and Mr. Cardona. And let's start off with something that maybe has to deal with parents, the national association for family school and community engagement. They were founded in 2009 with support from two organizations, uh, MACE and the Heising Simons foundation, which has really uh, granted um, has awarded grants since the inception to oh, close to $800 million That's astonishing. Of, of grants to various organizations, including this one. On their website, they have their core values of inclusion and educational equity. There you go. So I wonder what kind of rep- parents these people represent. Um, they, they say that family-facing professionals to accept difficult truths that schools and society have historically granted or withheld respect, honor, attention, privileges, resources, and benefits from communities based on their gender identity and expression. So I wonder what this organization is all about. Yeah, they go on to say such historically non-dominant families have too often been treated as onlookers in the project of education and must be asked to contribute their expertise to forming educational 
policies. Teachers should also connect with, quote, agencies that promote racial, and here's the magic word, George, social justice, the group says. Why isn't that surprising? Exactly. So that's just the first one. Uh, The next one, United Parent Leadership Action Network, um, it's actually being funded by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Uh, you go and just do a little bit of a deep dive on their website, um, and it's pretty easy to find um, in their you know their acronym U Plan. Uh, develop the program for again educational equity that encourages schools to institute new sexual health classes for all students. And by that, what they mean is comprehensive sexuality education. That's exactly what they mean. It also encourages affirmative action quotas in hiring school administrators. Quote, those who are involved in administration and decision-making must reflect the political, racial, income, wealth, language, gender, sexual orientation, and cultural diversity of the school community that they serve. Close quote. Yep. And uh, last thing here about plan is that the group promises to further equity and social justice based on race, class, gender, sexual orientation, and immigration status. Okay, so so far, George, we're sort of two for two in terms of these being, I would say, left-leaning advocacy groups. Yep. Uh, Let's continue with another one called Generations United, which focuses on children living with their grandparents, but its policy priorities section lobbies the Biden administration. And here's a quote. Do not allow contracts to support providers who discriminate against children and families based on religion, marital status, sexual orientation, or gender identity, race, or ethnicity. This would include religious nonprofits, Mm. including adoption agencies, child care providers, and Christian schools that believe in traditional religious teachings about sexuality and gender. Yeah. Yeah, big surprise, huh? Okay. So, so we're three for three. We're three for three. And this next one now is the Council of Parent Attorneys and Advocates. Well, that sounds impressive. Impressive, And they have uh, the acronym is COPA. And this was founded to oppose discrimination against people with disabilities. That's great. But it now dresses its cause up in critical theory claiming such bias is related to systems of oppression, domination, or discrimination based on race, national origin, ethnic and or religious identity, and sex, gender, gender identity, sexual orientation. Boy, George, they've covered it all. So we're four for four. Let's move on to number five, parent leadership, advocacy, and community empowerment. Place. Last September, uh, September 30th, Place held a webinar with Biden administration officials to discuss on how lobbying groups, quote, can use the U.S. Department of Education's civil rights data collection to advocate for changed policies aimed at students of limited English proficiency and who are immigrants and LGBTQ. Five for five. Now, this next one, George, I actually had heard of before, I think mainly because it was founded by someone who uh, is well known in America. Al Sharpton founded NAN, the National Action Network, uh, in early 1991. And it formed an LGBTQ alliance in 2015 to, quote, create a new understanding of sexual 
and gender diversity and to promote the hiring or participation of gay transgender people in all areas of religious and public life. And it gets crazier because Mr. Sharpton's group um, does not oppose every kind of discrimination. In fact, in 2018, Nan lobbied against a Republican resolution condemning Nation of Islam founder Louis uh, Farrakhan's decades of anti-Semitic statements. And that same year, Nan paid Al Sharpton more than a million dollars. Wow. Yeah, Sharpton, who has run for president multiple times, obviously has long ties to the Democratic Party and is seen as quite an activist. And in 2011, George, Barack Obama's education secretary, Arnie Duncan, sent an email telling more than 4,000 federal employees that they were invited to attend Sharpton's Reclaim the Dream event, a move that straddled ethical guidelines. So, so far, um, well, in terms of true parent organizations and advocacy groups, this seems to be somewhat of a motley crew, doesn't it? And we're not done yet. We're not done yet, and it just gets more and more questionable. Uh, here's another one. Girls, Inc., founded 157 years ago to help young women suffering during the last days of the Civil War, is now outspoken in support of abortion, comprehensive sexuality education, gender transition procedures for young people. And I quote here, we support access to comprehensive sex education and safe, high-quality reproductive health care, including contraception and abortion services, the group said in a statement condemning anti-choice bills. Wow. And despite its name, the organization defines girl as a young person who identifies as a girl regardless of, of her assigned sex at birth, or who is exploring gender identity or expression. So they go on and really promoting critical theory, stating that cisgender girls and young women, transgender girls and young women, and non-binary individuals experience gender-based oppression. Wow. It promotes transgender transitions at a young age. Uh, Are youth old enough to know their gender identity, the group asks? Yes, beginning at a very young age. So listen to youth. While some people prefer to use gender-neutral programs, such such as NIV, ZZI, and Z, microaggressions are commonplace daily occurrences so members should use correct names and pronouns check your own privilege wow so this is one of the key groups that's going to be advising the biden administration on how to better resonate and align parents of public school children it's incredible george let's move on to the next one uh unidos us uh this one uh I knew about, but they had rebranded, which I I didn't know because Mm -hmm. I knew about the National Council of La Raza, which means the race. Um, But they were rebranded back in 2017, and Unidos U.S. uh, has promoted left-wing causes, open borders advocacy since it it was founded in 1968. Um, And it was founded in part by donations from the ultra-liberal National Council of Churches. Mm -hmm. 
um, and in its publication on Latinx LGBTQ plus students and their experiences, they tell their members to encourage schools and districts to fund gay straight alliance clubs and to tell the Biden administration to include sexual orientation and gender identity in categories that could trigger federal lawsuits, even though civil rights laws do not include either term. Um, yet La Raza seems to uh, have skewed idea of what discrimination means, since in 2001 it insisted the federal government end discriminatory policies passed on the basis of legal status in the wake of 9-11. So they oppose voter ID laws. Uh, they support, you know, giving driver's licenses and other things to to illegal illegal immigrants. Um, and they are very well connected to the Democratic Party uh, since its current CEO Janet uh, Murguia was deputy campaign manager in Al Gore's 2000 presidential campaign. Yeah, I wonder why they rebranded themselves from what they were known as before La Raza. I mean, this was a sort of an infamous, infamous group that's been around for a long time. But the question in my mind, George, uh, what does this have to do with a parent group? It doesn't seem to have any connection whatsoever. I'm still scratching my head. Well, there's another one, isn't there? Finally, the last one on your list. And there are more, and these are the ones that you've just chosen to to highlight. But they all come from sort of an, uh, a similar ideological bent, this last one being the League of United Latin American City uh, Citizens, LULAC. Yep. They were, you know, initially founded as very patriotic American flag-waving organization, but they have steadily moved leftward for decades now. Uh, in fact, it partnered with the radical National Center for Transgender Equality and the National Gay and Lesbian Task Force to produce a report saying American society creates, quote, injustice at every turn. And among <clears throat> other recommendations, the report says governments should increase employment opportunities for transgender and gender nonconforming people rather than expending significant resources on arresting prosecuting, and incarcerating those doing sex work. Mm, unbelievable. And that is a euphemism for prostitution. That's right. And they support special rights based on, here we go again, sexual orientation and race, uh, backs Obamacare, and once filed a lawsuit to prevent Texas from purging non-citizens from its voter rolls. So they have a lot of tentacles here. In fact, Pre President Domingo Garcia sat on the Democratic National Committee's Executive Committee, while CEO Cindy Marisol Benavides acted as campaign manager for Senator Tim Kaine, a Democrat out of Virginia, and became the DNC's National Director of Community Outreach. So, George, we could go on and on, I guess, you know, looking at, at these groups, but... Um, our listeners should know, and they probably will as the midterms creep up and then either further on into the election cycle approaching 2022, they're going to hear a lot of probably about this parent council and how we're concerned about parents rights in the, in the public schools and, and we recognize, you know, that they are responsible for their children's upbringing and we are working with, with groups to understand this better and to make sure that parents are represented in, in society. But 
our listeners should be uh, warned ahead of time of, as you've just tried to do here on what these groups really stand for. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping Mark that, you know, that well documented journalists who are very smart will start to dig into this parent council, expose it for what it is. Um, you know, I go back to the quote where the education department stated that we want representation and we want to reflect the diversity of public schools, charters, private schools, and homeschools. I have yet to see in these 13 organizations, uh, homeschools being represented. In fact, if you really want to represent the homeschooling community, there's probably only like one or two major organizations out there that can really do a good job at that. Right, Mark? I mean, you've been part of that community for, for a long time. That's right. Yeah, and, and our listeners should remember, too, that uh, what happened in Loudoun County, Virginia, you know, the, the political earthquake that happened there, it was parents finding out what their children were actually learning in the public school system, mainly around critical race theory. That's what parents are really concerned about. Every single one of these organizations, George, that you have listed, they're on the other side. Yep. They are promoting critical race theory along with comprehensive sexuality education and I'm assuming social and emotional learning as well. And so for me, I, I think it's very disingenuous on how they created this council, who they invited to be part of this council. Uh, I'm sure Protect Our Kids will never be invited to sit on this council. <laughs> um, you know, I, I don't think you know half of these or more than half of these groups have talked to as many parents as we have. Um, and so <clears throat> I just want to warn parents. We want to warn parents, please be on the lookout. Just because the word parent is in a in an organization's name does not mean they reflect their value, your values. Uh, so please, it doesn't take a lot of digging. Yes, it, it is, you know, time away from other things that you are doing, but you will quickly find how we try to just repeat over and over here. You'll hear words like educational equity, social justice, inclusion, diversity. Uh, you will see that their donors uh, come from very far left-leaning organizations uh, like the the Heising Simmons Foundations, like the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Yeah. It's just over and over and over you see this playbook rolling itself out. And uh, we're running out of time here, George, but we want to remind our listeners, if you like what you hear on this broadcast, if you think that we're providing a valuable content, uh, please know that um, this podcast is available on all the major providers uh, of podcasts, including Apple and Spotify. Um, of course, this podcast is called Say What, but you will likely find it under Protect our kids. So use that search term to make sure that uh, that you look for this and tell your friends and, and neighbors about it if you think this is valuable information. Please also visit our website, protectourkidsnow.org, um, and subscribe to our website so you can make sure that you're getting our bi-monthly newsletters that we send out that will give you more information on these valuable topics. And Mark, we just rolled out a, a couple new videos. We did. And one is called the Triple threat which is coming out in multiple languages so not just english we have the spanish version and the korean version already published uh the chinese and romanian version are coming up here uh, uh very shortly uh to be followed by vietnamese russian and arabic so parents can spread the news to uh the immigrant communities 
which we've spoken to, and they are completely against this kind of nonsense. Uh, so please share our videos, share our website, share this podcast with all your family and friends. Thank you for listening to us, and we look forward to seeing you next week on Say What? Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 